Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. We are switching gears just a bit this week. We are presenting the last episode in the Story of the Century plotline, and we will start the next storyline, which is called Hate Mongers. After the events in Charlottesville last weekend, it seemed a good idea to start with this Hate Mongers storyline. We will also be posting the entire Hate Mongers episodes to our YouTube channel if you don't want to wait for the weekly installments. The Super Delicious Cereal presents The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, defender of law and order champion of equal rights, valiant, courageous fighter against the forces of hate and prejudice. Today, Batman and Lois Lane pursue the clue of the taxi driver and run head-on into trouble. We'll join them in a moment. But first, here's our good friend, Dan McCullough. You know, gang, I was passing the school in our neighborhood this morning, just about recess time, and I met up with a couple of kids who are really going to town collecting that new second series of comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pets. They got a swell start on collecting all 18 different buttons. Right then, they were swapping duplicates with each other. One young fella had two Superman buttons, and the other had two of Maggie. Each one needed the button that the other had two of to add to his collection. Yes, sir, it's mighty exciting fun to compare notes with your pals and see who has the most different pet comic buttons. And it's mighty smart to wear all your comic buttons pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap, where they really show off. Actually, you're not in the swing unless you're collecting these thrilling prizes. You're missing out on a load of fun. So better get going on your collection. Ask Mom to get you a good supply of Kellogg's Pets. That's the only way you can get these comic buttons, you know. You can't buy them anywhere, and you don't send in a single penny, not even a box stop. You just look inside the pet package for your exciting prize. Get your comic buttons from P.E.P. Pep, the sunshine cereal made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek and Omaha. Now, the adventures of Superman. What began as an innocent April Fool's joke on Clark Kent has turned into grim reality. In Kent's apartment, private detective Candy Myers was guarding $20,000 in cash, which had been used in the hoax, when two masked men armed with guns entered Candy was shot, and when Kent and the famous Batman arrived a short time later, both Candy and the money were missing. A neighbor said he had seen a young man answering Candy's description being carried away by two other men, one of whom wore brown leather puttees. Suspecting that the man wearing the puttees might be a taxi driver, Batman left to pick up Lois Lane and make a check of all cab drivers. As we continue now, it is one o'clock in the morning. Batman and Lois Lane are in the vehicle bureau at police headquarters examining the photographs of the city's cab drivers. Listen. We must have gone through 200 of these photographs, Batman. 
I never knew there were so many cab drivers in Metropolis. Yeah, there are 15,000 all told. Good heavens, you mean we have to look through 15,000 photographs? We may find our man before that. You said you remembered what he looked like. Oh, yes, he was thin and wiry with red hair and a little mustache. And his eyebrows were straight. I remember that distinctly. Do you really think he had something to do with Candy's disappearance? My hunch says so. You and Candy and I hatched the idea of planning the $20,000 in Kent's apartment while we were in a taxi cab yesterday afternoon, remember? Yes. Well, one of the men who carried Candy from Kent's apartment was a cab driver. So, hey, wait a minute. What? This photograph. Let's see it. No, no, it's a false alarm. Description says this fellow has black hair on the stand. Also, our driver's head was flatter than that. Ah, your reporter's eye comes in handy. Well, keep going. I certainly wish Robin was at office. He would pick this week to visit a friend. <gasps> Here he is. Uh, our driver? Yes. Look, see the description? Hair and mustache red. Uh-huh. But I recognize him without the description. You see how his eyebrows go straight across his brow? And how his face hollows in under his cheekbones? Well, I didn't down? notice yesterday, but if you're sure... I'm positive this is the man who drove us. Okay, let's see. His name is Fred Johnson. But there's no address. And the car said he drives from Metropolis Taxi Company. Come on. Where? The Metropolis Taxi Company, of course. They'll tell us where to find him. Oh. And we can cut through the teletype room. Step on him, Miss Lane. My hunch is right. We're on our way. The driver's name is Fred Johnson, you say? That's right. Well, I'll look at our driver's file. It's awfully kind of you. That's all right. See you, Jane Jackson, Jacobson. Here we are, Fred Johnson. If you'll just give us his address. And tell us whether he's driving his cab tonight. Well, this file will have everything. Now, let me see. He's driving days this week, so he's probably home now. Here's his address, 959 Quarry Road. Let's cross the river. Yes, I know where it is, and thanks very much. Come on, Miss Lane. Yes, thanks, Lowe. You're welcome. Now we can drive to Quarry Road in half an hour. Come on, hop in the car. little bungalow just ahead must be 959. Doctor. Come on, Miss Lane. Right. It's awful dark and deserted out here, isn't it? This is practically the end of the city. Now, let's go and try not to make any noise. I want to start around a bit first. Look, Batman, if your hunch works out, we might be in trouble. There are just the two of us, and I'm afraid I wouldn't need much help in a fight. Yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Here's the house. Quiet now. I want to go around to the wood, around to the rear, where that lighted window is. It's so dark, I'm afraid I'll stumble. Oh, hang on to my arm. We've had one break so far. What's that? Mr. Johnson doesn't seem to have a dog. Easy now, easy. Here we are. And the window shade isn't quite all the way down. Let's have a look. Oh, what? There's Johnson. And three other rough-looking characters. Oh, oh. look, that man. Quiet, quiet, Miss Lane, quiet. Yes, but look on the table. I see it. Now, come look. The two green and white bands that the money was wrapped in. That's our $20,000, all right. Come on. What are you going to do? We can't go in there alone. Now, listen. Andy may be in the house somewhere. I know. We've got to get the police. You go to the phone house and call them. And now, hey, wait, wait. What's the matter? Listen. What? Hear that? Yes, it sounds like someone's groaning. That man, maybe it's candy. That's what I think. I'll see if I can get one of these basement windows open. You go. Oh, oh, oh they heard us. Oh, dear. Who's there like that? Someone's around the back of the house. Here they come. Oh, they do. You run to a car. You. Never mind about me. Run now. The keys are there. Drive to the nearest phone, not the corner house. Now run. All right, but be careful about me. I hear them. Into the basement. Andy. Is that you? Andy. Oh, I see you. Thank heavens you're alive. 
Where'd they go? I don't know. Hey, I heard a guy. Just a second. Get this gag off you. Now take it easy. Get these ropes off you in a jiffy. And my time very tight. I've been working on a... Kenton, I thought you'd been shot. I was, but it was just a scalp all night. Hey, look here. This window's open. Better hurry, Joe. They'll be with us in a minute. I'll have you free in another shake. Hey, Daisy. Turn the basement light on. You hear that, Batman? They turned the light on with dead ducks. They've all got guns. So what? There you are. Can you get up? Can I? Oh, boy. Hey, the light. There they are. Hit the ground, Candy. I'll break the bolt. Come on, Chuck. Hey, let's get out. Here they come. There's only three. No, no, there's four of them. Stay in this end of the basement where the light's out. Okay. Come and get us, you rats. Come on. Let us have a couple of guns. Stay in these beds. I saw them, Come on. Right on that snug hole. Not that nice. Oh, you won't? They tried to knock us out. How you doing, Candy? Come on. I think. Can't see much. All right. I've got a chin. Oh, only two left, Batman. You mean only one. This fellow's done for. Oh, nice go. Let's get the last one now. Uh, here he is. Well, Mr. Johnson himself, who was going to dump me in the river tonight. Yeah. Let my friends and the cops think I swapped the 20 grand. No, no. Stay away, Batman. This baby is my dish. Let go. I'll let go when I change your ugly face. Hey, who's shining the flashlight? On the stairs there. Great Jupiter. Okay, Mr. Myers. That'll be all for you. Tell your friend to lift his hands. Then you too. But the same hand gets a bullet. Hey, he's got Lois Lane. Yeah. Stand still, sister. Come on up with your hands, punks, and quick while this gun goes off. I guess he's got us, Batman. I'm afraid so, Candy. Okay, Fred, get your gun. We'll punish these wise guys for good. <laughs> Helpless, Batman and Candy stand with arms upraised as the man across the basement holding Lois Lane by one arm, levels a pistol at them. This looks like the end. But is it? We'll be back in a moment for the exciting climax of our story. But first, here again is your announcer. You know, a certain young lady registered a complaint with me the other day. Yeah, said I'd been neglecting the girls when I talk about that swell new second series of comic buttons that now come in packages of Kellogg's Pet. We have just as much fun as the boys do, she said, wearing those smart-looking buttons on our jacket or dress and collecting all the different comic strip characters. And you know, she's right. Sure, all the gang gets a big kick out of this new second series of pep comic buttons. You know, each one has a true-to-life picture of one of your favorite funny sheep friends, like Andy Gump and, and Popeye and Jiggs and Superman, of course. They're all done up on white enamel, sturdy metal buttons that are so doggone slick-looking that, well, they're really on the beam. And you'll be on the beam, too, when you get going on your collection. So hop to it. Today, ask Mom to get you several packages of Kellogg's Pet, because that's the only way you can get these exclusive prizes. You can't buy them anywhere, and you don't send in a single penny, not even a box stop. You just look inside the pet package for your nifty-looking comic button. There's a prize for you in every package of P-E-P, Pep, the sunshine cereal, made by Kellogg, the greatest name in cereals. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. In the basement of the bungalow, Batman and Candy Myers stand helpless, arms upraised, as Fred Johnson, the taxi driver, points his gun at them. And his henchman, 20 feet away, pushes Lois Lane toward Batman and Candy, then advances with his own gun leveled. Okay, Myers, here's where you get it. No, don't. Shut up, sister. You put it in, so you're getting it, too. And the guy in the masquerade costume. Now, listen, Any ideas, Doctor? No good ones, No. Either. What's this, sister? You ready, Harry? Yeah, sure. Then let him have... 
Hiya, chum. Hey, stay where you are, Johnson. We've got unfinished business. Now let go. I'll let go like this. Oh. Yeah, and I'll take care of this character. Oh, Superman. I thought that... Relax, Miss Lane. It's all over. Come along, mister. Oh, that was a close call, Superman. Many thanks. You're welcome, Batman. And thank you. Well, it looks as if you had the right idea all along. Yes, but I needed your touchdown play. Say, tell me. How'd you trace us here? Oh, I uh, checked with the taxi companies, discovered what you had, and hopped the trolley car out here. Yeah, <laughs> some trolley car. Baby, I was never so glad to see anyone in all my life. And listen, listen, hear me. One and all, the next time Candy Myers gets mixed up in a practical joke, somebody give him a good kick in the pants. Please, <laughs> all right? <laughs> Depends on what suit you're wearing. <laughs> well, all's well that ends well. Even a joke. Right. Except for Mr. Johnson here and his playmates. Uh, They didn't know the joke was over. (laughs) (laughs) And so another Superman adventure has been brought to a close. And we're quite sure that Candy Myers voiced the sentiments of all his friends when he stated that practical jokes were unhealthy. Gang, tomorrow we're starting a brand new story. A different kind of story. One we honestly believe will be the most exciting adventure... Superman has ever taken part in. We promise that you'll thrill to every minute of it, and we urge you to be sure to listen tomorrow and tell all your friends to listen when we begin the greatest story of Superman's career, the fight against our country's most powerful menace, a menace worse than atomic bombs. So don't fail to tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, For the further adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman D.C. publications. Say, gang, if you've ever had a race with your dog, you know how much he enjoys running and jumping. Now, dogs are like people. To keep their muscles strong, they have to eat right. So if you want to help your dog to stay in the groove, to have strong bones and teeth and muscles, just mix Kellogg's Grow-Pup dog food in with the scraps of meat and fat you give him. There are three kinds of Grow-Pup, all with a grand meaty flavor. There's Grow-Pup ribbon, Grow-Pup meal, and Grow-Pup pellets. Ask your mother to feed your dog Kellogg's Grow-Pup regularly. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Serial presents The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman.
Today, Superman, in his role of Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter, comes face-to-face with the most dangerous menace in the world, the menace of hate. Say, gang, do you know what your mother would like to give you for breakfast most any time of the year? A heaping bowl of sunshine. Yes, sir. She knows the important effect of sunshine in helping you build strong bones and teeth. So one of the next best things is Kellogg's Pep, because you can get the vitamin D effect of sunshine in this sunny golden toasted cereal. Why, your regular serving of Pep gives you your whole daily minimum need of sunshine vitamin D, plus more than twice as much of an energy vitamin B1 as in sun-ripened whole wheat. Of course, you like Pep for breakfast because it's a doggone golden and crisp and has that real wide-awake flavor. And because that's how you get those exciting comic buttons all the gang's collecting. Aren't the characters in this new second series really nifty-looking? Why, they're bright-colored and, and red and blue and yellow and black. All kinds of wonderful colors. But remember, there's only one way you can get these comic buttons. You can't buy them anywhere, and you don't send in either money or a box stop. You just make sure Mom keeps stocked up with plenty of Kellogg's Pep. And look for your prize inside the package. That's P-E-P, Pep, the sunshine cereal made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. And now, the adventures of Superman. It is midnight in Metropolis. The city's noisy pulse is stilled. The darkness, like a thick blanket, covers its sleeping millions. On Morton Street, alive by day with the clatter of neighborhood crowds, all is silent save for the distant tolling of the clock in the insurance building tower. The muffled, hollow footsteps of two shrouded figures move cautiously along the row of darkened storefronts, keeping close to their shadows. They pass the community market, its green shades drawn. They pass Miller's Bakery and Spinelli's Shoe Repair Shop and Clausen Brothers' Butchers. Then suddenly, at a whispered command from one, they stop, crouched and alert in the thick shadows. There is a light in the corner drugstore. I thought you said he closes before midnight. Yeah, yeah, he does. I cased the joint all week. You cased the joint. I ought to sock you one. Honest, honest, I did. How can I help it if he ain't closed up yet? Maybe he's got a customer. Yeah, maybe you ain't gonna live long enough to... Hey, get back. What's the matter? Someone's coming out of the store. You see? He told you he had a customer. You told me. Yeah, yeah, I said... Shut up. But... Shut up. Here he comes. Who? Who do you suppose? Oh, Oh, yeah. Hey, it's him. He's locking the door. Keep back. He's getting in his car, see? Just like I told you. You told me. Get ready. Yeah, sure. Sure, I'm ready. You got the bottle? The what? The bottle, you dummy, the bottle. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, yeah, I got it. Hey, what's in it? What do you think? Huh? Hey, there he goes. He's driving away. Come on, wait, wait a minute. What for? Wait till he gets out of sight, you dope. Coast is clear. Let's go. You know what to do now? Yeah, yeah, sure I know. Listen, you mess this up and I'll break it. Oh, won't I? Don't worry. Better not. Okay, here we are. What are you waiting for? I'm just looking at all that blue gauze in the wind advertising perfume. Ain't that gonna boing pretty, huh? Yeah. Hey, come on, throw that thing, will you? Okay. Here goes. Holy cow. Hurry up, you dope. Sprinkle that stuff around. Yeah, I am. Wait a minute, will you? All right, that's enough. Get back. I'm going to toss a match in there. 
meters. Okay. That'll learn them. Come on, let's go. Mr. Ken and Mr. White, what you saw in Morton Street last night. Gosh, uh, are you sure it's okay, Jim? Well, you don't think I would have brought you down here if I didn't think it was okay, do you? Yeah, I know, but... Well, gosh, if they ever find out that... If who finds out? What's this all about, Olson? Who is this kid? Well, His it... name is Danny O'Neill, Chief. He's a friend of Jimmy's and he's a newsboy. Oh. Look, Danny. Yes, sir? You'd like to tell us something about the Morton Street fire, wouldn't you? How did you know? Well, Jim said you saw something on Morton Street last night, and since that's where the fire started, I just sort of put two and two together. Danny saw plenty. He saw the guys who started the fire. What? Kent, tell Bob to hold the presses. Now, wait hold a minute. Hold up the makeup roll. Rip out the front page. Don't sit there gaping at me. There's oh, a geez. scoop here. Hand me a scoop. Well, Jim, you said they wouldn't put it in the paper. You promised. Kent, in the name of heaven, will you? Just a minute, Chief. I promised Danny we wouldn't print anything he told us, Mr. White. You promised Danny. And who are you? Well... I am running this paper, and I'll decide what to print and what not to print. <laughs> now see what you've done, yelling at the top of your lungs. See what I've done. Oh, don't cry, Danny. It'll be all right. Oh, Kent, for the last time, will you get those presses stopped? No, or... I won't. What? Now, look, Chief. You know as well as anyone does that off-the-record statements made to a reporter are held in confidence. But, but he's only a kid. I don't care if he's a kid or a king or a prince or a pauper. He has as much right to have his confidences respected as anyone. Well, okay, you win. Hey, you see, Danny, everything's all right. It's not going to be printed. Now you can tell him. You better tell him, Jim. I'm too... Okay, Danny. Here, here's a clean handkerchief. Blow your nose. Thanks. Now, you just sit back and relax. I'll tell Mr. Ken and Mr. White what you saw. Oh, if I get anything wrong, you correct me, huh? All right. Go ahead, Jim. Well... Last night, Danny's mother got sick, and she needed some medicine. Uh-huh. It was around midnight, and although Danny wasn't sure the drugstore would be open, he got dressed and went down. It was closed. But as he came around the corner, he saw two guys standing in front of the Morton Street window of the store. One of them had a brick in his hand, and the other one had a bottle. What kind of a bottle? I'll come to that. Well, anyway, suddenly the guy with the brick tossed it through the store window. The guy with the bottle ran up to the window and sprinkled some stuff inside. Gasoline. Then the guy who threw the brick lit a match and set fire to it. Then they ran. Good Godfrey. And you mean to tell me we can't print that? Wait a minute, Chief. There's more. Go on, Jim. Oh, the first thing Danny thought of was to turn in a fire alarm. So he ran across the street to a box and rang the alarm. Then he got frightened. Why, Danny? You tell him, Jim. Well, he... He got frightened because he thought he recognized the guy who threw the brick and set the stuff in the window on fire. Who was he? Danny thinks it was a guy named Muggs, a big tough kid who quit school last year and spends all his time hanging around a pool room. Well, I don't understand. Why did that frighten you, Danny? You know why, Jim. Sure. Danny was frightened because when he came around the corner, he was right under a street lamp. And just as he saw Muggs and recognized him, he sure Muggs saw him. Uh-huh. That's why he was afraid to go to the police. That's why he came to me. Muggs will kill me if he finds out I snitched. Over my dead body, he will. Kent? You get Henderson on the phone. Tell him to send a squad of cops into that neighborhood immediately. I want that little hoodlum, that Muggs character, picked up tonight. He, he's not there. Well, not where, Danny? He went away. What? I heard the other tough kids talking about how Muggs went away and, and wouldn't be back till tomorrow. Uh, hiding out like a big-time gangster. Well, tomorrow's time enough. 
what's Muggs' last name, Danny? I don't know. That's the only name they call him. You wouldn't have any idea why he and the other boys started that fire in the drugstore, would you? No. I don't know why they did it. Well, what's the difference why they did it? They did it? Well, uh, it may make a lot of difference. Okay, Danny, I think you've told us all we need to know. And look, son, don't worry. Nothing's going to happen to you. That Muggs is awful tough. Well, we can be tough, too. Jim. Yeah? Danny's had a pretty tough day. Suppose you take him home in a cab, huh? Oh, sure. And don't go to school tomorrow, Danny. Jim and I'll pick you up about, oh, 10 in the morning. Is that all right? Yeah, I guess so. Good boy. Come on, Danny. We're going home in style. Are we home already? Uh, sure thing. That's where you live, isn't it? Yeah. I'll see you in the morning, Danny. Okay, Jim. So long. So long. Wait a minute, kid. Huh? You Danny O'Neill? Yeah. Okay, skinny. Let him have hey, it. Come on, let's go. We'll be back in a moment for the exciting climax of today's episode. You know, gang, you're always meeting up with Popeye and Maggie and Jigs and the Little King and different funny papers. But here's a way you can get all those comic strip characters and more, too, together at one time. And that's by collecting that exciting new second series of comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pet. And what fun it is to trade duplicates with your friends and add a new button to your collection. Mighty satisfactory, too, to wear all your pep comic buttons pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap right out where all your pals can see how many you've collected. Because these new second series buttons are real beauties printed in full comic strip colors on a gleaming white enamel button that really shows up. Now, don't forget that there are 18 different comic strip characters in this new second series, and you'll want to collect them all. You can, too. Sure, easy as ABC. You don't have to send in a single penny, not even a box stop. Fact is, you can't buy these pep comic buttons anywhere. You get them just by asking Mom to get you a package or two of Kellogg's Pep. Yes, Pep is the prize package where you find new comic buttons to add to your collection. That's P-E-P, Pep. The Sunshine Cereal, made by Kellogg, the greatest name in cereals. And now, back to our story. It is 8.30 that same evening. Clark Kent, returning to his apartment after having had dinner with Perry White, enters just as the phone rings. Hello. Mr. Kent, this is Beanie at the office. Oh, yes, Beanie. Gosh, I've been trying to get you for the last half hour. Why, what's the trouble? It's it's about Jim, Mr. Kent. Jim? What about him? He was taken to the Metropolis Hospital. What was that? I said Jim was taken to the Metropolis Hospital, and he wants you to get down there as fast as you can. Struck as though by a bolt of lightning, the pit of his stomach suddenly empty and hollow. Clark Kent slams the phone receiver down and heads for the door. Henri changes his mind, turns and quickly strips off his business suit, revealing himself in the blue costume and red cape of Superman. I can get there a lot faster this way. Up with the window. Out. And away! (laughs) 
what has happened to Jimmy Olsen? Is it the same thing we know happened to little Danny O'Neill? Gang, this is only the beginning of the most exciting adventure the Man of Steel has ever taken part in. So don't fail to hear tomorrow's thrill-packed episode entitled The Invisible Killer. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, it's the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in the Superman DC comic magazines. Say, gang, you know what fun it is to make your dog sit up and beg for something good to eat? Well, if you want to make sure your dog gets a good dinner that'll help keep him strong and husky, ask your mother to give him Kellogg's Grow Pup dog food. If you feed Grow Pup to your dog along with the scraps of meat and fat, he ought to get along just fine. That kind of eating will help give him strong bones and teeth and muscles. There's Grow Pup ribbon, Grow Pup meal, and Grow Pup pellets. Just see which your dog likes best and ask mother to feed it to him regularly. Remember, that's Kellogg's Grow Pup. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
country's greatest enemy, intolerance. You know, gang, that old phrase, as much fun as a barrel of monkeys, is kind of out of date nowadays. Nowadays, it's as much fun as a collection of pet comic buttons. Yes, sir, that new second series of comic buttons that come in packages of Kellogg's Pep is a barrel of fun. In the first place, there's the doggone smart looking, right on the beam. The full-color pictures of your funny sheet favorites stand out like anything against the clear white background. Then there's the kick you get out of adding another button to your collection every time Mom opens a new package of Kellogg's Pep. And even more fun, swapping duplicates with your friends. As for strutting around, well, you'll feel like doing a jig when you wear your pet comic buttons pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap for everybody to see how many you've collected. And you know the best part is, these snappy comic buttons are so easy to get. You don't have to spend any of your allowance for them. Don't even have to send in a box stop. Fact is, you can't buy them anywhere. All you do is to look inside each package of Kellogg's Pep you open for your exciting prize. Ask Mom to get you lots of P-E-P Pep. The Sunshine Cereal, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek and Omaha. And now, the adventures of Superman. Less than an hour after Danny O'Neill, a young Daily Planet newsboy, had told Clark Kent, Jimmy Olsen, and editor Perry White that he had seen and recognized one of the two boys who started the fire in Hoffman's drugstore... A fire that spread and wiped out six of the seven buildings on Morton Street, Danny was brutally attacked in the dark hallway of the tenement in which he lives. A short time later, Clark Kent received word from Beanie, the Daily Planet office boy, that Jimmy Olsen was in the Metropolis Hospital. As we continue now, Kent has just rushed into the hospital, and to his amazement, he finds Jimmy nervously pacing the main floor waiting room. Jim, what happened? What's wrong? Gosh, Mr. Ken, I thought you'd never get here. Oh, Beanie had some trouble locating me. What's it all about? From the way Beanie talked, I was sure you were in an accident. Oh, no, no, it's not me. It, it's Danny. Danny O'Neill. What about him? All I know is he's in bad shape. He, he's on the danger list. Danger list? What happened to him? Well, you remember when we were in the office and you said to take Danny home in a taxi? Yes. Well, that's what I did. I dropped him right at his door, and I thought I'd be a sport, so I took the taxi home. Yes, go on. Well, I was washing up for dinner when the telephone rang. It was Father Sheehan, you know, the priest at St. Mary's. Well, he's the young priest, isn't he? Yeah. He said Danny was in the hospital, badly hurt. And that he kept asking for me, and could I come right over? Beanie got it all wrong. He said you were taken to the hospital. Well, anyway, what happened to Danny? I don't know. Father Sheehan and the doctor have been with him ever since I got here. Oh? The doctor said he let me know the minute... Oh, here he comes now. You can go up now if you wish, young man. Take the elevator to the fifth floor. Father Sheen is waiting for you outside the room. Thank you, Doctor. Come on, Mr. Kent. What happened to the boy, Father? From all indications, he was cruelly beaten in the hallway of his house. What? One of the tenants found him unconscious. Oh, golly. He's in pretty bad shape. Doctors are afraid he may have a brain concussion. Oh, no. That's what it looks like. Well, we'll go in now. But we can only stay a minute or two. And he mustn't be excited. Remember that, Jim. Huh? Oh, yeah, okay. Danny. Danny, here's Jim. Jim and Mr. Kent. Hello, Danny. Oh. Hi, Jim. Hi, Mr. Kent. Hi, Danny. What What happened, Danny? They, they were waiting for me in the hall. I didn't even get a chance to fight back. Who was it, Danny? Muggs. 
Mugs and another kid. Uh, a skinny kid. They were laying for me. Okay, that's all we need to know. Look, Jim. What, Danny? My mother, Jim. I'm worried about my mother. She's all alone now, and those guys maybe will try to do something to her. Danny. Yes, Father? You trust me, don't you? Sure. Sure I do. Then don't worry about your mother. I promise you no harm will come to her. And she won't be alone either. I'll arrange for someone to live with her until you're well enough to go. The important thing is for you to get well. Get well quickly. I think you'd all better leave now. He needs rest. Yes, of course, Doctor. I'll see you in the morning, Danny. Yeah, so will I. Thanks, Father. Thanks, Jim. Bye, Danny. Bye, Mr. Kent. Doctor, you have my phone number and guess, Father, I have. Gosh, I never saw anybody's face so white. He's a sick boy, Jim. A very sick boy. Just wait till I get my hands on that mug. Just wait. Easy, Jim. They try to kill him. They try to kill him to keep him quiet. I'm afraid I don't quite understand what this is all about. Do you know, Kent? Yes, Father, I do. It seems that Danny was an accidental eyewitness to the starting of the Morton Street fire last night. He was? Uh Uh-huh. And he recognized the boy who hurled the brick through the window of Hoffman's drugstore. He told Jim about it, and Jim brought him to the Daily Planet, where he repeated the story for Mr. White and myself. He was a little frightened because he thought the boy had seen him, too, and well, he was afraid he might get into trouble. Oh, he was right, he did. And this boy, the boy Denny saw, is he the same one? Yeah, the one who beat him up. His name is Muggs. And he started the Morton Street fire? He and another kid. The boy Denny identified as Muggs broke the window of the drugstore. The other lad sprinkled gasoline over a, a, a gauze perfume display, and Muggs set fire to it. I see. Why they did it hasn't yet been explained. Unless it was just vandalism. No, Kent. No, there's more to it than that. A lot more. Setting fire to Dave Hoffman's store is just the beginning. Beginning of what? Well, listen. About a month ago, Mr. Walters, principal of the public school, asked me to attend a meeting in his office. Uh There were six of us present. Three members of the clergy, Harry Stone, Rabbi of the Morton Street Temple, Sam Leeds of the First Congregational Church, and myself... And three laymen, George Murphy, the retired police inspector, and Dave Hoffman, the druggist, and Mr. Walters. What was the purpose of the meeting? Well, we met to discuss two things. How we could get the youngsters of this crowded neighborhood off the streets, and more important, how we could show them how to get along with one another, no matter what their race or religion. I can't think of anything better you could have done. Well, to make a long story short, we planned to build a clubhouse and playground for the neighborhood kids. Mm -hmm. We were going to call it Unity House, and its doors were going to be open to youngsters of all races and all creeds. And then something happened? It sure did, Jim. The moment our plan was announced in the papers, all six of us received threatening letters telling us to lay off or else. Did you turn them over to the police? Yes, but there was no chance of tracing them. Evidently, last night, the rats decided to come out of their holes. I'm sure it was they who set fire to Dave Hoffman's store. You mean those kids, Muggs and the other one, don't want you to build a clubhouse? No, Jim. Father Sheehan means there's someone behind all this. Someone who's telling Muggs and his gang what to do. Perhaps even an organization. That's right, Ken. And if Danny doesn't pull through, it'll mean they're not even stopping at murder. But, But why are they doing it? What's the idea? The idea is to prevent us from getting the youngsters of this neighborhood together. To prevent us from trying to teach them that all of us were created equal. That we have equal rights and that those rights should be respected. Oh, why don't we go out and grab Muggs and get him to tell us who's behind this? It's not that easy, Jim. Chances are he won't talk. Couldn't have him clapped into jail for setting fire to Mr. Hoffman's store and beating Danny up. But it isn't Muggs we're after. It's someone higher up. You agree, don't you, Father? No question about it, Kent. 
This has all the earmarks of an organized attempt to stir up trouble between people of different races and religions. Why, it's the Nazi method. Well, we licked the Nazis, so I guess we can lick this. Once we locate the people behind it. Got any ideas? Yes. Yes, but I'll have to have a talk with Inspector Henderson first to see whether he'll play ball with us. And I want to talk with you. To me? Uh-huh. Suppose we all get out of the main floor waiting room. Ken, I think perhaps I'd better stay up here. Huh? The way things are, I, I may be needed suddenly. Oh, yes, of course, I understand. But count me in on anything you plan to do. We certainly will, Father. As soon as I'm through with Jim, I'm going over to police headquarters. If Henderson will cooperate, I'm sure we can get those rats you mentioned to walk into a trap. We'll return in just a moment for the climax of today's episode. Say, gang, here's something that'll hand you a laugh. It's that Lord Plushbottom button, one of the new second series of comic buttons that now come in packages of Kellogg's Pep. Talk about comical. Why, you'll start to chuckle the minute you see his old-fashioned eyeglasses and walrus-like mustache and high silk hat. And he has the silliest expression on his face. Yes, sir, Lord Plushbottom is sure on the beam when it comes to fun. And all the rest of those 18 new second series comic buttons, too. Maggie and Jigs and Olive Oil and Popeye and Andy Gump, Hans and Fritz and the Little King, Uncle Willie, Emmy, Rip, Winkle, Pop Jenks, and Superman, of course. Boy, it's no end of fun adding to your collection and swapping duplicates with your pals and wearing your buttons on your jacket or dress or cap. And you know, the best part is, it's so easy to get these swell new comic buttons. You don't have to send in a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. All you do is to ask Mom to keep you supplied with lots of Kellogg's Pep and look for your prize in every package. Yes, sir, there's a comic button for you every time you open a package of P-E-P Pep, the sunshine cereal made by Kellogg, the greatest name in cereals. Back to the adventures of Superman. In the main floor waiting room of the Metropolis Hospital, Clark Kent, his voice low and confidential, outlines his plan to Jimmy Olsen. The point is this, Jim. Under ordinary circumstances, the police would arrest Muggs and the boy who worked with him. However, that would warn whoever's behind Muggs. Put them on guard. Yeah, but what are you going to do? Let him go? Well, for the time being... I'll explain the situation to Henderson. I'm sure he'll give me the go-ahead. Go-ahead for what? For the plan I have in mind. Oh. It's dangerous and it may take time, but it's the only way I can see to get to the bottom of this. Let's see. It's 8.30 now. I'll call Lois and the chief from headquarters and have them meet me at the office to talk this over. You'd better get something to eat and then go back to the office and wait for me. Why, I thought maybe I'd hang around here with Father Sheehan. You won't need me. Are you kidding? We need you more than we need anyone. Well, Why? My whole plan revolves about you, Jim. Well, about me? Yes. I might as well tell you now, Jim, before we get into it, that it may mean risking your life. Stunned, Jimmy Olsen stares at Clark Kent, eyes popping and mouth agape. What does Kent mean? What can possibly be the plan that he has in mind? The plan that involves the risk of Jimmy's life. Gang, there's action and excitement ahead as Superman squares off to do battle with a dangerous and unknown enemy, the Breeders of Hate. So be sure to listen tomorrow, same time, same station, for the episode entitled Danger Signal. 
Superman is brought to you by Kellogg's Pep, the super delicious breakfast cereal. For breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, it's the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazine. You know, lots of you kids have dogs, and I'll bet one of the things they enjoy most is a tug of war. Dogs seem to get such a kick out of using their strong teeth and muscles. Now, if you want to help keep your dog strong and husky, feed him Kellogg's Grow Pup Dog Food. It's just wonderful for dogs and has a good meaty flavor dogs like. There are three different kinds. There's Grow Pup Ribbon, Grow Pup Meal, and Grow Pup Pellets. Ask your mother to get Kellogg's Grow Pup today and see if your dog doesn't gobble it right up. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.